we'll see. Maybe we will speak to someone at 1230. Maybe we won't. But call Ryan. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is snowing. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website which is petro.com And don't forget, petro.com which is sponsored by Gilmore Furniture, 1590 Post Road in Warwick, right off of Route 37. Stop in and see Steve. Now, if you go to petro.com I have a link directly to their website. Now, if you're thinking of purchasing any furniture, I, I implore you to stop in and first visit our friend Steve at Gilmore Furniture, one mile north of TF Green Airport, it's Gilmore Furniture. Up to five years, interest-free financing, bad credit, no credit, no problem. They offer no credit financing. Call today, learn more, 401-737-0100. Better yet, pop it and see them. They're open seven days a week. It's Gilmore Furniture. Now, folks, if you go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, which I just mentioned, and you can see the story. Now, I have no idea why. I have no idea why the red, well, maybe we do know why, but at least you get a better indication. And I'm the only one. I have the mugshot, who it was. There were armed Black Lives Matter protesters that showed up the other night. Uh, This is the new team. Now, keep in mind, what does it say there? And a lot of the regular people will know Black Lives Matter, R.I. And then what does it say? Well, if you go to the website, you can see it. P.A.C. PAC. What does that stand for? Providence Antifa chapter. See, this is the new threat to deal with, where this is a new variation of Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. They've broken off, and now that's why it's the Black Lives Matter Rhode Island PAC. Providence Antifa chapter. They have hooked up together and joined forces. So when you go into the story that the media is not even getting into, so they, I have the list of speakers that they had. Now, I know that to a lot of you, the speakers now, they wouldn't mean anything, okay? But I want you to think about this. You have an event, Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island PAC, which is Providence Antifa chapter, together. So you have Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island. Now, that's Brother Gary. Brother Gary or in, and Brother Mark, not listed as the speakers. Not listed as the speakers. Follow me now. The media won't tell you this. The media won't tell you this. You go through the list of speakers, and there's the name Brooklyn Toussaint. Now, only on DePetro.com. First, you have the mugshot of the armed gunman, Dennis Torres, that they did get. Okay? So you have his mugshot. Whose other mugshot is on the website? That would be Amanda Brooklyn Toussaint. There is her mugshot. What was she arrested for? Trying to kill police. Now, I want you to keep in mind, the media is intent on telling you this was a peaceful rally. And nothing uh, steals the show more than the headline in the Boston Globe, which I'm going to touch on in just a moment. Stay with me. But now think of this. You're having the first rally of the season. And, and by the way, also, if you read into it, I've spoken with people that were there. They arrested one gunman. A guy that was standing there with a, a loaded nine millimeter, he was holding the sign, blank the police. There were two others that were armed, escaped into the Providence Place Mall garage. Another one escaped into Kennedy Plaza. No one reports on that. 
He's standing there with a blank the police sign. He's got a loaded nine millimeter. Now, they choose, and I've reached out to him, by the way, Harrison Tuttle. I don't know him. He is the new leader of the team, Black Lives Matter at Island, PPAC, which is Providence Antifa chapter. I've reached out to him. I've sent him several emails. No response. What a surprise. But he selected the speakers. And I mentioned they select one of the speakers, this Brooklyn Tucson. Now, September 24th, again, the rest of the media won't tell you this stuff. She gets all positive coverage. Channel 12 has interviewed her. She's a young activist, 22 years old. She just wants reform and change and blah, blah, blah. She was chosen. This was her Facebook page, September 24th. Two officers shot during Louisville protest over charges in Breonna Taylor case. And what is the speaker from the other night, Wednesday night at the State House? What does she put on Facebook? How wonderful. How wonderful that two police officers were shot at the protest. That's who they chose to speak at the rally. That's who they chose to speak at the rally. And then I also have, she was arrested back on October 10th. Now again, this was one of the lead speakers. She's the leader of a street gang in Providence called Provex, a vicious street gang chosen to speak at the rally. Now, they could say, well, you know, she doesn't represent our, excuse me, you chose her to speak. You have two men of peace, Brother Gary, Brother Mark. No, they're not chosen. Why? Because they don't push through a violent message. This new group, they want violence. What is their chant? Every city, every town, in Rhode Island, burn it down. So, (coughs) early morning hours, Friday night into Saturday, October 10th. Police have flagged down to a club called Providence Eagle, which is a leather gay bar. Nothing wrong with that. Female subject, highly intoxicated, came combative, threatening other patrons. Police arrive on the scene. She's screaming and swearing at other patrons. They approach the bar manager. Stated the police, the female identified as Amanda Brooklyn Tucson. Urinated on the building. Now, that, folks, that's class that you just can't teach. That's a different form of grace. When a female urinates inside the building, aggressive with patrons, so the, the gay bar owner, they want her thrown out. Police make contact with her. Her words, blank U, B-I-T-C-H. Uh, bum ass, same word. This cop can... I mean, I, you, you can read it on the website. I can't even read this. Starts calling the police colonizers, <clears throat> blank cops, blank borders, blank prisons. Police advise her she needs to leave the club. She keeps saying that. They give her several opportunities to leave. And then she says, Rhode Island's an open carry state. I dare you to arrest me. I'll put a mother blanking bullet in everybody's behind and points to each officer and makes the threat. So now she's threatening to kill the police. Then, you know, you can read it. I have it. My point is, folks, that's who they chose to speak. That's who they chose to speak. Of all the people that could have spoken, that's who they chose to speak. But just to give you an example, 
This Boston Globe headline is one for the ages. You know, I should post it on the Facebook page so you can, everyone can see it. But this is really remarkable. I want you to just follow the headline. <clears throat> um, I don't know who picked out the headline. Oh, they actually now put the mugshot in. Huh. Uh, before, they didn't have his mugshot. Now I put the mugshot. Now they have the mugshot. That's interesting. You'd almost think that other members of the media are following Juan's lead. Now, here's the headline. Are you ready for this? Armed anti-police protester. Armed anti-police protester arrested during peaceful Black Lives Matter protest. What, 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 that doesn't make sense. Armed anti-police protester. First of all, how is he not a member of Black Lives Matter? Is it because he's white? There's plenty of white members, by the way. But they make him separate. They almost want to have it separate. So you have armed protesters there. This guy, who, by the way, his sister is high level within Black Lives Matter. So armed anti-police protester arrested during peaceful Black Lives Matter demonstration in Providence. So they want to put in the word peaceful Black Lives Matter demonstration. But the problem is one of the people attending who is, as far as I heard, he is a member of Black Lives Matter. He's there. Why isn't he a member? So, but the problem is, the dilemma is they have someone arrested who has a loaded gun at the rally. So they have to include that. But they say, yeah, but we want to put the phrase peaceful Black Lives Matter demonstration. So now they have to make armed, I'm not making this up, armed anti-police protester arrested at peaceful Black Lives Matter protest. Like, why, why, why does it have to be that? Why can't it just be armed Black Lives Matter protester arrested in Providence? Well, because we really want to work in the word peaceful. Now, so, all right, you want to debate whether or not it's peaceful. How is it peaceful if you have someone as one of your speakers who was arrested for threatening to kill police and is posted on social media, they want to kill police officers? See, folks, this is the stuff that, I mean, I, I will admit um, <clears throat> I swear sometimes the other media, I know they're not, but it's almost like they do this because they know that it'll irritate me. But you, and I want to also go back. We all know um, after what happened, the protest January 6th, where there was one person killed at the Capitol, unarmed Ashley Babbitt, that officer Signick, um, he went back to his office. He uh, walked back, he called his brother-in-law. They still don't have cause of death. That could have been from uh, some of the pepper spray deployed by the National Guard or the other Capitol Police that day at the State House. They, at the Capitol, excuse me. They still don't know how he died, but they obviously he did die, which is tragic. It is. Um, but I want to touch on this story in Chicago because again, the the misinformation is is really breathtaking, and the stuff that they leave out. So now, if you a lot of this stuff, you, you unfortunately you have to dig. And when I first saw that video, and it is disturbing, it's very disturbing. Um, you think, oh my God, shot and killed a thirteen-year-old. Well, not so fast. The thirteen-year-old. Why is the thirteen-year-old with a twenty-one-year-old? The thirteen-year-old, as sad as it is, but the thirteen-year-old, believe it or not, was is a member of a gang. 
and he's a known member of a gang. And um, he was known in gang circles as Little Homicide and Baby Diablo, Adam Toledo. So I and you know what? I will post this on the Facebook page. Here he is. And he's got a gun. There's the 13-year-old. What does that look like? What's circ? Sorry. What's circled? What's circled? That's a handgun. Okay, they just shot eight. You stop doing that. They just shot eight shots in the air. There he is. Little homicide, they called him. No one questions. Now, wait a minute. So a 13-year-old is with... A 21-year-old? Why would they be together? He was known as Baby Diablo, Little Homicide. Um, It's sad. I'm not saying it's not sad. So there's a T-shirt made, rest in peace, Little Homicide, 13 years old. Where are the parents? Why is a 13-year-old hanging around with a 20? You know, anyone that has watched either Breaking Bad or The Wire, they use young kids to commit a lot of crimes. That's just a fact. Uh, here's a picture of him. Little baby Diablo. Here's a picture of him. And uh, like, and his gang people are placing messages on it when he was shot and killed. So here's a picture. Rest in peace, baby Diablo. And look at the gun right there. Now, what they, they don't tell you that I'll break through was the um, Chicago police... They put together, see, all they release is this shot. He turns and he's got his hands up in the air, but he had just dropped the gun. Now, if you're a police officer and you're going through the alley, and by the way, not only there's him standing there with the gun, the police did recover the gun. He had a gun on him. Sad. It's very sad the 13-year-old had a gun on him, but he had a gun and he threw it just as that mo- at that moment. So the Chicago police, they get a report of shots fired. They respond. Suddenly they're going through an alley. And he ditches the gun and then turns like this. And then is shot and unfortunately, very sadly killed. But I want you to, I think I just, I hope I just explained it for you pretty well. Seventh grader Adam Toledo. And they show the photo. But listen to the way that it's explained in Good Morning America. Now, that is true. But if you ditch the gun and go like this, now the officer, he doesn't know. He sees you running with the gun. If you turn like this, what what is he supposed to think? Where are the parents? Why is a 13-year-old with a 21-year-old? Because they're in a gang. Ah, so Chicago, of course, protesting last night. I want to play. This was, but listen to the way it's presented uh, on Good Morning America this morning, and it's very sad. Here we go. Marching down the streets of Chicago overnight, outraged over the killing of 13 year old Adam Toledo by Chicago police. This is the newly released body cam video from the night the seventh grader was shot and killed. Please stop! Stop right now! That voice is 34 year old officer Eric Stillman chasing Toledo down an alleyway and firing a single shot. Footage showing Toledo with his hands up when he was killed. It happened late last month. Officers responding to reports of shots fired. Chicago emergency Travis. Hi, um, I just heard gunshots. How many shots did you hear? A lot, more than five. 
When Officer Stillman spotted Toledo and 21-year-old Ruben Roman, they took off running. Roman was knocked to the ground. Stillman runs after Toledo. Police say he allegedly had a gun. This all happened in just seconds. Come here. The officer immediately tries rendering aid, but Toledo is unresponsive and bleeding from his chest. Police say the gun was found next to a fence, but the family points to this video, appearing to show Toledo's hands empty as he raised them. Adam turned around, had his hands up in the air, surrendered to the officer, complied with his directive when Adam was shot in the chest. Officer Stillman has been That's placed on administrative duties while under investigation by Chicago's Civilian Office of Police Accountability. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot holding back tears as she urged the city for calm. Watching these young people who are beautiful and magnificent but traumatized by the violence that they experience every day. Every day. We've got to do things differently. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker saying in a statement, the 13-year-old's tragic death would be any parent's worst nightmare. He had a gun. He's in a gang. That video reigniting calls for police policy reform this morning. Adam Toledo's family is asking for privacy. TJ? All right, Victor, thank you so much. Hearts go out to the... What about about the police officer? What about him and his family? You know, I, I just, it's so biased. And again, folks, good afternoon in 1226. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It's just, it's so biased. How do you leave things like that out? See, this is where the media, they, they, they go along with it. They add to it. A lot of people don't understand how the media adds to it. I fully understand how they do. How do you, you know, how do you have a headline of... Armed anti-police protester arrested. Armed anti-police protester arrested during a peaceful Black Lives Matter demonstration. You know, what are you talking about? How peaceful was it if someone was standing there that had a loaded weapon and then the other ones got away? How peaceful is it when he's holding up a sign that says blank the police? And when he raised his sign up, that's when people, the police saw the nine millimeter handgun that was loaded. So then they say, you know, Harrison Tuttle, you know, he organized it. He went up and said, hey, you know, uh, I don't want to take away from the great things happening. Excuse me. Why are armed people going to a Black Lives Matter anti-police protest? I like this. It's unclear why you had the fire of the protest. Gee, here we go with the motive. It's unclear. I wonder why you'd bring a firearm to the protest. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you're going to use it. Torres' sister, the gunman, is one of the community organizers. Holy cow. Wow. Um, Charged carrying a firearm without a license. Now, you can't buy. We're going to talk to John Francis coming up. Folks, as we know, you can't, you can't buy a handgun without having a license. So he illegally obtained, he illegally obtained a firearm and brought it there. And what about the ones that got away? I like this other sign, Party for Socialism and Liberation. So you have socialists that are there. And most of the crowd happen to be Caucasian. Gee, we're trying to figure out a motive. Much like 
you know, CNN had on one of the protesters. And what's the guy carrying? can of soup. Now, President Trump has talked about this. Why do they carry soup at a protest? Because they hand out. They have a bag and you open it up. What's in the bag? Oh, nothing. Just soup for my family. The guy winks at the camera. Folks, they throw. Do you know what it's like to get hit? You're a police officer and you get hit. I mean, this is. I am calling you. My God. Amateur hour. Let me play this. He winks at the camera. Yeah, it's soup for my family. You're not planning on using that art. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been here uh, all four nights. Uh, I'm just standing here today with uh, soup for my family, and uh, we're just you know camera. watching all of this unfold. It's very unfortunate. You're not planning on using that, are you? Throwing it at the police? Like I said, it's for my family. Literally. Yeah, it's for my family. They just um, pass them out to everybody. They just pass them out to everybody. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, listen, granted, the weather today is a little unpleasant, but tomorrow it's going to be nice. Sunday's going to be nice. And if anything, all next week, it's going to be dry. And at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, they have beautiful um, hydrangeas, hyacinthias, pansy bags. They're open seven days a week. Look for them on Facebook. Located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop in and see them. They also have Screen Loom, Black Brown, Hemlock Mulch. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open for the season. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. All right. Now, my friends from the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel put out a press release about Black Lives Matter. And so I thought it would be nice If we would chat with one of the members for the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, who I try to help out, and they did issue a statement on this. And is that Mary Green? There it is. All right, folks, joining us from the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel is our friend Mary Green. Good afternoon, Mary. Good afternoon. How are you? Very good. You can call me by my first name, which is John. So. Right? So people don't think like you have no idea who you're talking to. So you know who I am, and we've spoken in the past. So much the way I'm saying Mary Green, you can use my first name. So then we're communicating as humans. So Mary, if you could touch on the um, the press release that was sent out about Black Lives Matter and the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. Okay, I just want to say, John, that I have quite a few black friends, and um, (laughs) they don't believe in BLM either. So it's like um, BLM is a socialist movement. Its roots are in Stalin, and um, they destroy their own stores. They destroy their own things. Everything they're doing in the streets, they're destroying their own lives. I don't think they care. But but the thing about it is is that seventy two percent of all black kids have no father in the home. And um studies show that this fatherlessness leads to suicides, gang violence, high crime, unemployment and low incomes. And the thing about it is is that um um the gangs in the inner cities such as Providence are full of violence and drugs. And a majority of black parents want vouchers so they can send their kids to a good school, but the teachers' unions won't let them. 
So um, I'm for for um, every Black Life Matters. All right, that's different than Black Lives Matter because I I believe every life matters. So I'm for every Black Life Matters now. Um, according to the press release, and I know that the Rhode Island Coalition Israel has some um, some arguments with some of the leaders of Black Lives Matter, especially in regards to some of the anti-Semitic remarks that have been made. Exactly. So could you touch on this latest press release you put out? Also, by the way, Mary, if you notice, the local media is basically covering up that there were several protesters that showed up at the Rhode Island State House the other night who were armed. Now, one of them was arrested, three of them got away, and good luck trying to find it in the media that no one calls out why are people bring loaded guns. Uh, one that they got had a, uh, was a handgun, was a nine millimeter. One of them had a rifle. Why are they bringing loaded weapons to what's supposed to be called a peaceful protest? Because that's all they know, John. That's all that Black Lives Matter knows. I mean, you see it in the streets of every city. You see it everywhere. And they are um, really, their roots are, are Stalin. And they want the overthrow of our government. So it's like they're trying to destroy our state and, and our state. Especially the city of Providence. I mean, if anything, people ought to be out in the streets against them because um, they are really uprooting what Providence and what Rhode Island is. It's the independent man. And and we have a right to our state and to our city, and we have a right to live in peace. And, and, um, and my heart goes out to uh, the policemen because they're being forced back by this stupid agenda to get rid of policemen because we need them. And as far as um, uh, as far as Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, as far as the Jews, Black Lives Matter is not for Israel and they're not for the Jews. All right? There's an undercurrent of hatred for the Jews. Well, there's a couple of things here. And again, folks, we're speaking with Mary Green of the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. I know Mary um, and I respect her. And and obviously, folks, I think I've talked before. I highly support the organization and uh, Howard Brown and so many others. You know, Mary, one thing that is without question clear is they seem to get a free pass. Now, on my website, topetro.com, one of the speakers that they had, she was arrested this was one of the speakers they chose to speak at the Rhode Island State House on Wednesday night. She okay. has been arrested for threatening to kill police. Okay. She has posted that celebrating when police officers were shot in Louisville. And, you know, one of the problems I have, and I know the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel has been very outspoken, in the town of Barrington, where they insist uh-huh. on flying that Black Lives Matter yes. flag. And the thing that's so um, just disingenuous is the members of the Barrington Town Council trying to say, oh no, it's welcoming and, and it's this is about inclusion. Black Lives Matter, first and foremost, is an anti-police organization. That's, That's how right. it started. That's what they stand for. And the results speak for themselves. Every time they protest, it has to do when there's some kind of interaction involving the police 
and basically a black male. That's when they get involved, with the exception of like a Breonna Taylor. But by and large, there's no way to describe them as an organization of peace or inclusion. They are first and foremost an anti-police organization. They are. They definitely are. Yep. And we wanted to fly our flag. <clears throat> Anti-Semitism. Yes. They won't fly it in Barrington. They won't fly it in Barrington. No. Nope. You know, they're very prejudiced there about different groups. Y'all have flagged, have their flag. I have their, if they want to have their flag on the pole, all right? That's why we're trying to, uh, the, they're going to, the veterans are going to have their flag pole in another place because they are not open-minded. They are not, they are not willing to be fair to people that want their flags on that pole, all right? So, um, I, it, things have got to change. I mean, I think people have to, um, rise up and they have to go to the vigils we have a vigil on the 25th of this month in barrington to stand for israel and the jews and against anti-semitism we'd like more people to come but people stay at home they sit on their couch and they don't get involved and that's why these people take over yeah well in fairness it has been a pandemic so there were reasons why people weren't going out but um but also there is a group that they also, um, don't they gather on Sunday sometimes in Barrington for Black Lives Matter? Yes, they do. Yeah. That's what we're going to stand against. Okay. Yes. So that's yes. going to be on Sunday, April 28th, 25th, is that correct? 25th, okay. yes, around, i say 1 o'clock. Okay. And it's going to be either at Barrington Congregational Church yep. or it will be at another, another place, another church. Now, where do they but gather? We, where do they gather? They gather on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. All right. And All right. So, so the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, they will, in essence, just offer a counter alternative to what they are protesting. Exactly. Yes. And stand on the sidewalk because they're against Israel and they're against the, the Jews. Yeah. All right. So we are not for their party or their platform because we know that it's anti-Semitic. John, it's anti-Semitic. It is. And, and they don't get called society. out on it in any way. Exactly. Uh, they get a free pass. I mean, I don't. Can you imagine if when the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel or the veterans, if they were having a gathering and there were people there, armed protesters waving guns around, that they would right. be leading the news and the police would be all over them. And then they'd be, you know, that they would demand that the organization be dismantled. But here it's like, oh, you know, other than that, other than the fact you had armed protesters uh-huh. who basically, you know, also we've heard that one of the reasons they didn't want to have a march that they wanted to just have one standing place was they were going to start to try to take aim at some of the police. Um, it's basically like covered up and the local media is in such a rush to proclaim that this was a peaceful protest. Uh, really, Despite yeah. the fact there were armed protesters who were arrested, armed yeah. with illegal yeah. firearms. I mean, it's right. absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. So, and they bust them in, just like at the Capitol, January sixth. Those people were bust in, and they were funded by Soros. Yep. All right. So we, as a people, we the people, <laughs> are going to have to stand up and do our part to counteract what they're doing. Mary, um, I respect what you're doing. We, you and I are on the same page and on the same team. Folks, it's Mary Green, the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. Mary, great to talk to you. I will talk to you again, and uh, we'll definitely draw more attention to coming up for the uh, Sunday, April 25th. 
Okay, thanks, John. All right, thank you, folks. Mary Green, the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. It's John DePietro right now. It's uh, 1240 on this uh, Friday on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. Folks, this portion of the program is brought by J. Perry Paving. They always provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, residential, commercial, seal coating, patios, over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, general masonry projects. And on this Friday, if you know of someone who's a veteran, they have a very special package for veterans. J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Residential asphalt driveway. J. Perry Paving, licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs. You know, the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, and aesthetically appealing. But especially, maybe you're, as you're listing right now, 1241 on this Friday, on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or maybe online at the website, depetro.com. If you know of a veteran, they have the best package available, J. Perry Paving, for veterans. Hey, a veteran needs to get their driveway paved or their patio. Call them today, 732-1730. Call them for a free quote, 732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Now, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePetro. Now, you hear me mention the website quite a bit. Visit the website, depetro.com. And one of our sponsors on depetro.com is Soul Source Restoration. Mike CP, call them, request a quote, quote, 401-712-2700. Maybe you're starting to open up uh, a school auditorium or maybe it's something within the workplace that you want to make sure that it's fully cleaned properly. Sole source restoration, 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700, sole source restoration, and it's S-O-L-E. And you can log on right through the website, which is petro.com. Now, there's a local story that I, um, I, again, take issue with the way that the media portrays this. And that is that this uh, Anastasia Williams at the Rhode Island State House, and she's in the, she's a representative, and Kathy Gregg has the story. Uh, the word racist and lies flew Thursday between the House Labor Committee chairwoman and the Senate president. The spat burst in the open during an angry speech on the House floor by Representative Anastasia Williams. She blamed racism by a top Ruggiero, now Senate President Dominic Ruggiero staffer, for her missed opportunity to testify a week earlier before the Senate Judiciary Committee on the Senate bill to provide driver's licenses to illegals. This is what she's screaming about. Williams, who has for years sponsored a House bill with the same aim, repeated the allegation in a letter. Senate President Dominic Ruggiero said in part to disrespect, ignore, and cast away a longtime woman legislator of color who wished nothing more to aid the lowest, most disregarded members of our entire state community of color is shocking. She continued, if the past years taught us anything, gross malignant forces of intolerance and racism will no longer have a place in society. 
The Senate president gave a different version of events in a letter delivered to Williams. On the morning of April 8th, I received a phone call from my chief of staff, Jacob Jake uh, Bissalon. He informed me, you'd like to testify on the Senate bill regarding illegals since you co-sponded legislation in the House. Senate rules require people testifying the bill provide the Senate 24-hour advance notice. Advance notice. Um, despite this, I told my chief of staff, honor the request in the same fashion the House of Reps Simmers request from Senate, uh, Senate sponsors. He said a state judiciary committee clerk called Anastasia Williams three times and then texted her to let her know she could testify. The calls went unanswered. The texts went unreturned. So they reach out to her. And on this particular situation, what, what are they supposed to do? See, this, is, this also plays into this business that certain people feel there should be different rules. So Anastasia Williams, who is a uh, house rep, and she doesn't, um, at the proper time, she doesn't... Um, sign up in order to testify. So they go out of their way and say, you know what, despite that, we will, you know, instead, uh, we'll give you a chance to testify. And they're trying to reach her to do just that. And calls go unresponded to. And on top of that, uh, they call her, they text her, she won't answer. And then what does she say? Oh, yeah, I was disrespected uh, because uh, uh, that's racism. Excuse me, that, that, that's not racism. They were trying to reach you. If you want to do that and then you don't respond, that, that's not racism. And shame on the media. In this particular situation, I'm going to, um, I, I, I'm going to defer to, and, and I believe that the Senate president, based on what I'm hearing, there's nothing racist about the fact that they were trying to get a hold of her, and she simply wasn't responding. So, I mean, it's bad enough that they try to, basically, what they're trying to say is that the um, rules don't apply. There are certain people that basically don't want any rules. No matter what they do, um, they feel that they, there should be a different set of rules for them. And for her to cry out race on this, let alone the issue, which is driver's licenses for illegals. So I, I no one, you don't hear anyone, any talk on that. And for her to just get up and start to be claiming racism is um, the facts of the facts. If she's not going to respond and they made an attempt to do it, I think they're even being kind about it. Uh, I think Senate President Ruggiero, and I cheer them for saying, you can't just start, let, let's just be very clear. You want to testify. They have a deadline. You missed the deadline. And they still reach out, and they're still trying to accommodate you on that. So they call you three times. They text you. You don't respond. Is that now racist? How is that racist? Folks, aren't you, I, I don't know about you. I, I'm getting tired of all these people that they're starting to, do they realize that they're, you know, they're watering down the meaning? Do they realize that they're, they're watering it down to a way that it, it doesn't even seem to, does it mean anything anymore? So because you missed the deadline, 
They were willing to accommodate you. You didn't respond. That's not their problem. Um, and I'm, I'm hearing this more and more. Everything now is becoming about late race and lies and, you know, takes to the floor. And this is a lie. And this is racist. And I want, yeah, she wants a bill for illegal aliens to uh, obtain a driver's license. So they'll vote for her. So they repeated, here's when you have to sign up. She doesn't respond. And then she starts saying, yeah, they didn't contact me because I'm, I mean, that, that is just, that's insulting. That is insulting. It's totally erroneous compared to what happened. This nonstop, anyone that disagrees, it's not they want the, the rules to apply to everyone. They want special rules. And you hear that a lot, you know, defund the police and why you, you heard it with the situation in Brooklyn Center where they were still rioting again last night. And that is why are the police pulling over uh, a young black man who's driving with inspired uh, tags on the vehicle? And why are they trying to stop him when he has an outstanding warrant for his arrest? I mean, where does this stuff end? It doesn't seem to end. It doesn't seem to end. The question is, are you going to have, are we going to have the same rules for everybody? Or is this going to become, there There are certain people that, in essence, the rules don't apply for. But I can't believe the way, now, I I shouldn't say I I don't believe it. We've seen it now for a while. And like I've told many of you, I, I really believe, see, that's the atmosphere I think that a lot of the members of the media, and especially local, they just don't want to put up with it. They don't want to put up with the fact that if they show up somewhere or they do a story, that then they consider that to be negative. If uh, they do a negative story on someone of color, that they'll be called a racist. And we know for a fact that, you know, like a Channel 10 The last thing they want, or Channel 12, or whoever, the last thing they want is a group of people of color protesting outside their station and telling people not to and blah, blah, blah. And that's why when they show up to do a story, it's very well orchestrated. Here's who you talk to and make sure you portray them as they're a young activist and blah, 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 and this whole big thing. And and if you don't follow the narrative that they want, they punch back and they punch back hard. Uh, and they always want to, you know, they love to have it that are just these kids that stepped up, even though there's people behind it. But this uh, Anastasia Williams, that I know Mattiello used to tolerate her. And, you know, Representative Joe Sicacci has had to tolerate her. And in this particular situation, I, I'm going to defend Senate President Dominic Ruggiero. I have no reason to believe that they did not make every effort to try to reach her. If she's not going to respond or she just feels the rules don't apply for me, I'll do what I want, then that's her problem. <clears throat> and never mind the issue. As if, you know, that's what she wants to go to the wall on, the fact that illegals should get a driver's license. If anything, she, she missed the memo. They don't, there hasn't been a big push since they started giving free 
voting IDs, free identification to illegals. So at least they have some ID in the state. And since they've moved more to mail ballots, they've really backed off the driver's license. Folks, right now at 1252, and again, good afternoon, it's John DePietro. Remember, we go until 2 o'clock. I want to remind you, and I want to appeal uh, right now, whether you're, maybe you're in the car in 146 or 95, or you're on Menden Road or someone in Smithfield, if you know someone who was in an accident, I want to remind you, you know, you do have rights if you were in an auto accident or maybe you were involved with a slip and fall or maybe a workplace injury or a motorcycle accident or maybe it was even like a dog bite. There's, listen, you have rights and there are certain elements you are entitled to be compensated for your suffering to make sure that you are properly uh, get everything that that you should be getting, that you're entitled to, I want you to contact Jack Calvino, personal injury law experts. Remember, over 50 years personal experience, over 100 years his entire staff. Auto accident, motorcycle injury, slip and fall. Remember what we say, fight back, call Jack. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400 for a free consultation. Dial this number, write it down. 401-785-9400. I know of someone that was involved with a workplace injury and they offered them a pittance. My advice was to fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. In this, when you're dealing with something like an auto accident or a slip and fall or workplace injury, many times, folks, the insurance companies, they won't give you what you are entitled to. That's why you need a fighter. That's why you need Jack Calvino. Call today, 401-785-9400. Or the website is fightbackcalljack.com. Fightbackcalljack.com. Fightbackcalljack.com or call them at 785-9400. Well, folks, good afternoon again. It's John DePietro on this uh, kind of a surprising Friday. But the good news is it's only going to be today as far as the weather. I admit it's a little odd seeing all the snowflakes and so forth. Folks, when you get a chance, though, uh, make sure you visit the website. You can see the stories. I mean, we're going to continue to put up stories that the rest of the media, they don't give you a full picture of it. And I believe that this Black Lives Matter Rhode Island PAC, which stands for Providence Antifa Chapter, uh, they need to answer why, if they're supposed to be there in peace, if they're supposed to be having a peaceful rally, why is it that one of the speakers was arrested four months ago for threatening to kill Providence police, fighting with police in a violent arrest, and has posted things on social media encouraging the shooting of police officers. Why do you choose that person to speak? There are plenty of people that would like to speak. Notice they don't go for the peaceful message of people like Brother Gary or Brother Mark or Sister Bernice, uh, the original members of Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island. They go for the more violent message. And you have armed Black Lives Matter protesters at your protest. And good luck searching through the media to try to find that information. Now, folks, but remember, you want to make sure that you're protected. I highly encourage you contact Allstate Lock. Listen, it's going to be a summer unrest. 
I mean, whether we like it or not, riot season is here. Call Allstate Lock today at 401-349-0042. You can lock, link right through. If you go to my website, security cameras, car keys, residential, commercial, allstatelock.com. Folks, it's John DePietro. Now, as far as, uh, you know, w- what's going to happen next week? Last week, uh, last night, by the way, they were blocking traffic in New York. They were blocking traffic. That situation in Chicago, yeah, the, the video is tough. But, you know, the media doesn't even highlight the fact that that 13-year-old kid, it's sad. It is very sad. And when you see the officer there saying, you know, are you, are you okay? Would you get shot? Trying to talk to him. Stay with me. Stay awake. And the kid is not responding. I mean, it's brutal. And he is 13. But where were the parents? And he was a member of a gang. And he was known as Little Homicide. Uh, you know, many of the things you see, either it's on The Wire or on Breaking Bad or some of these other shows, where do you think they get it from? Because this does go on. Many times they use juveniles because, let's face it, a lot of times their name is not released and the laws are not as uh, strict if you are under the age of 18 and you get caught with some of these crimes. So why was the 13-year-old with the 21-year-old? They were firing off a gun. The police were called. They responded. Then you have two guys running down the alley, and he sees that one of them, the 13-year-old, has the gun. And at the last second, he drops it, and then, yeah, he it was a split second of him dropping it and then turning around with his hands like that. Now, the officer just knows, and it's he's chasing, and he gets out, and it's a foot chase. You know, stop running, stop running, and then he turns around. Now, as far as he knows, he's going to turn around and fire at him. So it's, again, one shot, and... And it's terrible. And he killed him. And and but it's it's the part that um, that I just find is is so harmful is the media leaves that out. No one questions why is a 13 year old hanging around with a 21 year old? Why is a 13 year old in a gang? Where are the parents? Where are the other leaders? This wasn't a secret that this kid was in a gang. You know what kind of people? Gang members exploit teaching a 12 and 13 year old young boy how to use a pistol. And then if anything happens, they have him hold the gun. I mean, it is tragic and it is sad. And the body camera footage that was released and just the way it goes down. But, folks, I'm really starting to think. First of all, we know it, it can't be an accident because when the media wants to, the media goes very, very in depth on stories. It has to be that there's there's an anti-police bias in the media, both national and local. I don't see what other conclusion you could come to. Otherwise, why would they always leave it out? Why do they leave out the police records? Why do they leave out that, you know, some of the speakers have been arrested for threatening to kill police? Why do they leave out there were armed protesters other than that they're against the police? All right, here's what we're going to do. Next hour is radio only. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We are going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. You can either listen on the website at DePietro.com, click listen live, or AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The Power Hour is next. Coming up, stay with me after the 1 o'clock news. 99.9 FM, W260DC.